bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. Hey, 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 you're listening to Waking Up in America, and by now you know we're a radio magazine. So come on in here and be a fly on the wall and catch some of these conversations that will be flying around today. Um, joining me on this wonderful adventure are Cherie Ross, Lisa Molson, Debbie Ringchop. Uh, we'll have a segment from Will Rogers, Gail Ellen, if we're lucky. And um, today we've actually got a quick letter, that, well, a letter that I want to read that comes from Jerry Weaver. I'm Val Kirkgaard, and uh, this this whole conversation comes out of having led an extraordinarily frightened childhood and then wanting to find ways to break that fear because I noticed that every time I did, I had new power and ability access to me, and I also started interviewing people when I was eight years old. So I couldn't help it. I wanted to find out what the, what, what the teachers and the smart ones were up to, and, and that's in every field, as you can tell if you've been listening to the show for years. Take a look at our guest list. It's like, oh, my God. One of my favorite was Art Bogosi, the pitching coach. And we had a great conversation on Ted Williams and Bob Sercosta of the Home Shopping Network. Everybody gave us a one-liner. You know what I'd have to say yours was, Laurel, um, on the Saturday show when we were doing Vital Issues? I'd have to say that right. one-liner had to be to do it. I loved it. You and Guy both agreed that if you were in a pickle, the way to get out of it was to sell your way out of it. No, absolutely. you to make more money. Yeah. So that was your solution. I mean, it was interesting to see how the people that are successful, what their solutions are to what gets dished to them every day in life. So we invite you to have a friend call in here right now. We're actually, this show is going to be replayed in Buffalo and Minnesota and a number of other cities and states. So we invite you to check our website at wakingupinamerica.com. Sign in there. That little contest ride, and you could actually win one of those low-energy light bulbs or two. Actually, it's a package of them. They're pretty cool. They look like corkscrews. Also on the site, you'll see things like feeding kids for hunger, and you'll see things like race for the rainforest. So you can go over there every day, and you can check those things out. And while you're there, you can also check out Roberto's Bungalows, uh, Steve and Diane down there in San Pancho. I'm going to be joining them next week. This is an incredible place that Laurel introduced me to, so what can I say? <laughs> My life is very relevant to having met you, Ms. Langmeyer. Well, thank you. And uh, I want you to hear we have something. A little fun. Pardon? We have just a little fun. Yeah, we do. But something came on my desk that I wasn't expecting today, and it's a letter from Jerry Weaver. Jerry Weaver lost her daughter, Lynn Weaver, when uh, Mr. Weller went through the marketplace in Santa Monica three years ago at 65 miles an hour and killed um, Lynn Weaver, who was Jerry's daughter. Also, her son, <laughs> it's, um, they call everybody in their family, either sons, daughters, brothers, or whatever. So there's none of that stepbrother this or, you know, son-in-law, that kind of stuff in the family. So she she lost her daughter. Her granddaughter lost her mother. And her son lost his wife. It was a very powerful thing that hit that family. And um, they went to court to Mr. Keller was supposed to be sentenced for this. One side said that he had put his foot, put his foot on the accelerator, meaning to put it on the brake. And the other side said that he had a look in his eye and he hit people and not objects and he threaded his way through the marketplace. So the judge wanted to send him to jail for life and he's 89 years old. So they didn't because they knew it would be a death sentence. It was really interesting. All they wanted, those people, after all of this, 
58 to 60 people got injured and 10 of them were killed. All these people wanted was for Mr. Keller, Weller, to come to court and say he was sorry. Well, he didn't show up. And that's the sad thing about all of this. And so I'm asking our radio listeners to support Mr. Keller because he's giving himself a life of hell when a room full of victims and their families were willing to um, forgive him. And today is Thanksgiving Day. So I'm offering up Jerry Weaver's letter. And it's but, Mr. Weller. Pardon? You. Did it's, I say it wrong? Yes, you say Keller. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I ha- Thank God for my friends. That's all I can tell you. I don't know how I did it for so long by myself. So here's her letter. Your honored and members of this community, my name is Jerry Weaver, wife of actor, environmentalist, humanitarian Dennis Weaver, and we have three wonderful sons. Lynn Weaver was our only daughter, and we never referred to her as an in-law, but even more than that, she was our partner in our nonprofits. Number one, she gave of herself and raised funds for our hunger program life, Love is Feeding Everyone, which fed 180000 per week during the 18 and 19, 18, the 1980s and the 1900s. And my footnote is, if you recall, that's what Val Harper was talking about. She was working with Jerry and Lynn in this project, so was Dennis. Uh, Dennis's drives for life and the drives to survive, which took fleets of alternative fuel cars to D.C. and Boulder, Colorado. She was the most active activist I ever knew. She was irreplaceable to Dennis in his endeavors, and she knew more people in the business than we did and actually took us to events where we made many contacts for our Institute of Economics. Just ask Jim Cameron what she did for the Coral Reef Foundation, and it was amazing, the stories about her. Ask Maria and Arnold Schwarzenegger what they think of her work and what she did for their nonprofit. Ask the former Secretary of Education about um, how she brought many school teachers to D.C. for an educational seminar. Ask women in film about her. Ask women of Los Angeles what she did for them. She was honored by all of those people. She was honored today in this court by the presence of 12 members of her family, including her mother, daughter Jennifer, who amazed everyone by starting college only two months after losing her mother, her husband, sisters, and brothers who gave have been incredibly damaged by her loss. They left their jobs to come here hoping to see Mr. Weller say that he was very sorry for what he did. It does seem to me that his sons could have videoed him saying that even if he could not have been brought in here in a wheelchair. I would like you to understand what a class act Lynn was. She was mother to the young sisters and brothers. She was cornerstone of the family and organized many events for their benefit along with her husband, Robert, who spoke here today. And I guess he just did a brilliant statement in the courtroom. We'll have to ask Rob if he wants to speak about that sometime. This community should know the character and quality of her family members who are here today and of the three years of suffering that they have endured. She was my confidant and the daughter I never had. I rest my case, Mrs. Dennis Weaver. And if you want to write her, you can write her at Jerry, and that's G-E-R-R-Y, at DennisWeaver.com because this lady exemplified thanksgiving and forgiveness and that's what we're to be reminded of this time of year and i'll just go to you right now laurel and say i'm my life is um my life is profound after having met you and and been given access to your tools and why you can't make any of us pick them up i've picked up enough to start to get dangerous (laughs) 
Oh, you've been on more than got dangerous. You've been really successful. Yeah. And you got to do the right thing at the right time, and a lot of people don't pick up the tools. They say they want them, but when they realize, you know, it takes some activity to do something with them to really, really change your life, um, you know, a lot of people get scared. Well, I think one of the things that they don't really know that I don't really think is stressed when, when you guys talk about it, but you've actually, you're in response, you're creating universe, you're creating the reflection of universal principle as far as I can see. Would you oh, agree or disagree? Could you comment on that? Um, well, I think, we, I mean, we, we use all of, uh, and believe in all the universal law. I mean, I was on the secret, you know, with the whole law of attraction, what you put out, you get back. Um, I was Tell them how to get after it. Tell them how to get access to the secret. Um, you can get it on. Um, well, I know we have it on our website, liveoutloud.com, and I think you can go to thesecret.tv. Okay, but they would just just go to your website, right? Yeah, go to our website. You can get the secret there. Um, very profound. Um, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people think we're very tactical wealth builders, which we are. Uh, but there's an extraordinary spiritual and belief component to what what happens. And at, right before the show, you know, Valerie said, I want to find the proverb that, that talks to that but also says, and you have to move your feet. Yeah. I think, um, you know, because we teach at such a tactical level of wealth building, but most people really want to be done, you know. Um, <laughs> they do. They want it to be done to them. And when you really go, come down to the core of that, you know, I think a lot of our work affects um, people's ability to start trusting themselves. Because when we say you've got to have a team and you've got to do this, and, like, you you know, you you trusted us to get on a plane, go to Mexico, buy some real estate, and now, um, you know, you've been successful there and we'll continue to do that. Uh, but ultimately, at the end of the day, if you don't trust yourself to make those decisions, it, well, it, it doesn't even matter that. what we teach Jack tactically. It doesn't matter what law of the universe, you know, you're uh, interacting with. Um, it, it's not going to It's not going to work. But don't you think this is about listening just as well? Because I... In my own head, or in my heart, or in my being, or whatever you want to call it, when I stood in San Pancho, I went, hmm. It wasn't a big, elaborate conversation. It was like, hmm. I felt something. I found something, a feeling that I had been looking for. So don't you think, basically, when we were talking with Guy and stuff, that a lot of your principles actually, people could tell when they're on course by the feeling they get? Yeah, it's very intuitive. Um, for those who have learned to really listen, um, I think that there's a listening that you can do that's pure, and there's a listening that can also be filtered by your, you know, the people. If you haven't done enough work, um, I think that the filter can be negative, and the filter can be um, destructive. I was going to so say ego-driven. Yeah, oh, and very ego-driven. Yeah, an ego-driven structure. But if you're really listening, and I, I suggest that Laurel listens as well or better than anybody on this planet, and I'm curious because what I'd like to do, Laurel, is actually, Lisa, are you here yet? Lisa had asked a good question this morning, and she, the question she had asked was about doing makeovers. And, Debbie, I was wondering, uh, here we've got a master right here, and we can do something for the radio audience to say thank you. What could we give the radio audience as far as maybe your strongest principle or, I don't know, Deb, you know what I'm searching for here, so that we could actually demonstrate to something for the audience so they can pick it up and walk away from this program with it? Well, I think one of the biggest areas, this is Debbie Ringchop. I know. Hi, Deb. Hi, hi Laurel. Um, one of Table the number four. Things, <laughs> yes, way back at the very beginning. I'm six. <laughs> of how many now? How many tables do you have out now? We are about December. We were going to go into table 32 and 33. 32. So I'm six and she's four. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Well, working with someone like you, uh, people do need a mentor for one. Okay, everybody out there, listen to this. It's important. You have to have 
someone who's already gone through some things. Otherwise, learning from other people stuck in the same box doesn't help you get out of the box. But one of the things on the financial side, I think one of the biggest things is people are so caught in thinking that they have to work their way totally out of debt before they can start building wealth. Laurel's got a much better approach to it. And um, starting to look at, you know, debt management, well, you do a piece of that, but you've got to start bringing more income in and start creating a whole new look. So, Laurel, do you want to say a little something about that? Well, yeah. I mean, I think just as you guys said before the show, I mean, our whole premise is not about focusing on debt and living a restrictive lifestyle. I mean, I really believe that the only way for people out of their financial mess is to create more cash. No. You've got to learn to create more cash in their life. And I think they have to that. You do that through investing uh, your money better for those who have it. And for those who don't have it, then you learn via your skill set. What do you know how to do to make money and start making some cash in your life? And you will find your way very quickly out of, you know, your financial demise, however you got yourself there. The way out isn't to minimize and restrict your lifestyle. The way out is to expand and make it bigger. Now, see, I'm of the shop school, which is if you're really depressed, Go get that thing you've been wanting the most, whether you, if it's, in my case, it was a Louis Vuitton bag. They were too expensive. I now have it. Every time I talk to you, you in that bag. You in that bag. Every time. But but when I carry that bag on my shoulder, it reminds me that I can do what I want. You know? So I think it's like, it's a common, you're talking about, you've got the structure, but the people are going to have to put it in there themselves and say, look, I'm willing to go for what I want, and this, this woman's a tool. Because if they take the book and expect it to fall in their lap, they wouldn't recognize it anyway. Correct. So what's the biggest wake-up thing you could tell, um, you know, when you're at your most powerful outrageousness in a seminar, what's the thing that rocks the room? Um, oh, what a funny one. This all starts with the funny and I'll get more serious. As I always say, you know, anybody wealthy doesn't clean their own house. So that's <laughs> the common denominator of... What do you mean they don't clean their own house? And so all of guys stand up and say, well, I'm just going to keep it messy. And I said, I don't care as long as you're making money. Um, but get in action. And if you really have to lead, you cannot park and pray, meaning park your money with somebody, pray it's going to do something. Um, we haven't been educated about it. Um, I, I think action, I think the amount of action we ask people to get in is startling. And I do think that it's extreme contrarian to say, let's go make money. If you want a latte, get a latte every day. I mean, I'm not worrying about three bucks a day. You're in the wrong conversation. So the conversation about creating more and creating wealth is what do you do to make money? And believe me, that is one of the most startling. And then those who have money, I'd say, Val, that um, especially with the new book, you know, our Wealth Cycle Investing book. Yeah. Which Do I get to tell everybody we're a New York Times bestseller now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tell them. they gotta, they got to go buy it at our website. Yeah, I'm looking website. at it right they now, actually. Well, and, and that's startling, too, is get off your lazy assets, is meaning <laughs> those who do have money, um, get out and get your money truly invested in the right stuff. And that's what we talk about, buying businesses and gas and oil, real estate, notes, um, like what we're doing in Mexico through Roth IRAs where it's tax-deferred, tax-deferred free for the rest of your life. It's just there's so many advanced strategies. And, um, you know, America doesn't want people to know them. It's shocking, but they don't. And uh, they want them to stay poor and stupid so they can overtax them and pay a lot of money. And I think I'm one of the first, you know, screaming financial strategists saying, wake up, America, you have a choice. And you don't have to overpay taxes. You can stop your lazy assets. You can make more money in your life. But you can't keep doing what you're doing. So that's the action we're talking about, and it's very different. So are you, are, are you encouraging LLCs and corporations, or what are you doing Always. here? Always. 
So just make a brief statement about that because I think that's almost like saying to some people that you expect them to go to Mars. It was for me the first time I heard it. LLC yeah, so was for something that somebody over there that was very rich had or yeah, whatever. So LLCs, S-corporations, C-corporations, limited partnerships, trusts, all these things. Right, exactly. It's sort of like, well, I can't own a company because I'm supposed to have a job. No, everybody in America can have their own company. There's two tax systems, and again, I think this is very awakening for most people. One is your Social Security number, which is the highest tax number in the country, or you can own an LLC and a C-Corp or whatever it is, and again, we help you figure out what that is and how you, you know, structure it. But when you have that, like a corporate structure, you are actually taxed at a very strategic level, if at all. And so, you know, when the, the when when politicians, especially that just, you know, was in our passing a couple weeks ago, say we're going to, you know, reduce the taxes for America. No, you're not. The only way you're going to do that is by helping these people become entrepreneurs and corporate owners because the, the corporations aren't even having the same conversation that a Social Security number, you know, taxed individual have. The poor aren't getting poor and the rich getting richer. We're not even having the same conversation. We don't even abide by the same laws. Well, let me tell so, you something. My Social Security number... America. My Social Security number does not reflect any of the business loans I have. No. And I think people should know that. Because you personally don't own anything. Exactly. Nor should you personally own anything. So it's such an interesting paradox that I think, I mean, we've got years of work to change the generational scarcity and the generational ignorance, I'll even use that word, around money. It's just not been taught, and to everyone's credit, you know, it's okay they don't know it, but now that the information is truly available, I mean, my biggest critics are is Wall Street, you know, not wanting me to say what I'm saying. I can promise you I'm the antithesis of what they want because I'm telling you the truth. You can park your money in the, at that emotional market train up there or you can command it and control it just the way you did in Mexico, the way I'm doing it in Mexico, the way I do it here in 29 different markets. You can own your own oil well for $20,000. I mean, you can own 10 oil wells for $20,000. And, you know, anybody, we have this whole campaign going value love. It says anyone can own an oil well. <laughs> I have another campaign going that says make be, uh, make more debt to create, or what is, how do I say it? Yeah. Create more debt, debt to create more wealth. That's exactly what I did. I mortgaged the house, and then I bought yep. the place in Idaho, the place in Hawaii, and all the land in Mexico. Yep. And that was off the mortgage of my house, which, yep. by the way, has gone up because then I took a bunch of the money and I improved the house. Yep. You know, I take very good care of the golden, the golden goose. I really, really do. Cherie, do you have a question to ask this hot woman right now? <laughs> uh, Laurel, speak a little bit more about uh, the intuition. I think that freaks people out a little bit. Following your gut. It is. It's totally following your gut. You know, I always say in our, you know, most advanced seminars, um, and Lisa, Deb, and Val have all heard this is at the end of the day, like you can have your attorneys do homework, you can have your CPAs do homework, you can do the best due diligence, but at the end of the day, if you and I, Sri, are going to do a deal, right, you got the paperwork and I got the paperwork, what's the final thing you should you check in with? As you check in with your intuition, do you and I want to be in business together? We do want to own this thing together or do this thing together, whatever it is. And your intuitive moves are just absolutely critical, absolutely critical. And And how do you learn to trust yourself? I mean... You start, first of all, I think you start being aware that you're not. You start being aware that you're not making intuitive decisions, that you're letting your limited thinking or limiting, you know, limited beliefs take over. Um, one of the best books, you know, that I love um, is by Laura Day, uh, Practical Intuition. It's just a great 
little guide on how to trust your intuition. And it's more of a guidebook. So every day you could open up and it gives you different exercises to start building that trust with yourself and uh, your intuitive abilities. Well, that's perfect. Uh, let me just check and see if Gail's here. Are you here, Gail? I am. Great, because we've got um, exactly two minutes left till we blast blast off here. Well, I, I just saw the little movie Happy Feet. and uh, <laughs> uh, fun. Yeah, what he did was he moved his feet, and I know uh, part of your um, encouraging is that people have to start moving their feet, I guess, in the right di- direction and um, not be scared or just get through that fear then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well you, you know, Laurel, you've got... I spoke to real quick, Valerie, is, is if you don't know the direction to move your feet, then, follow, again, this is where your team comes in. You've got to follow someone who's playing a bigger, better game, who already knows, you know, who already knows that they know that they know that they've already done it. Um, I mean, you did just arrive, you know, in Mexico, Val. You followed me, who followed mm-hmm. someone else. It's totally... I mean, so when you have team who has experience, then moving your feet in the right direction, first of all, you get the right direction because somebody already has done what you want to do. So don't do this on your own. If you do, you're going to, you're, I think you're going to incur an enormous amount of risk, which is ridiculous. It's not unnecessary. That's fabulous. The last thing I want to say to you, Laurel, is it used to be, you know, you had to lose your life to climb to the top of Mount Everest. Now and now there's like 130 people a day sitting up there because they took, heli- they took helicopters. Yep. And I consider you the helicopter of wealth. You can fight your way up the lines if you want to, but the truth of the matter is if you follow the principles, go to Millionaire's Maker to Wealth Cycling wealth cycle Investing at Live Out Loud. That ought to be easy to remember, liveoutloud.com. And then you can order her book. So, that, Laurel, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. You all have a great day and okay. a great holiday. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, thank you. kiddo. You too. Bye-bye. Totally appreciate it. And I appreciate um, Roberto's bungalows down in San Pancho, Mexico. You go to the Internet and just click on Roberto's bungalows and you'll meet Diane and Steve and the friendly hospitality that they have down there. And and, um, I'm going to be using the yellow room when I go down. Do we have anything for Will Rogers here? I'm on. You're on? You're on? Oh, my God, great. (laughs) Go for it. All right. Well, okay, uh, this this week's news, I think the big thing to say is that since uh, November 8th, it seems... Uh, pretty quiet on the home front. Politicians have been kind of taking a break from their normal mudslinging. However, the media is busy overtime working 24-7 to uncover any and all rocks they can find on the next story that might just help ruin someone's life. Now, see, the media folks, if you don't know about them, uh, they'll they'll take a story and beat it till it's dead and gone and, and keep trying to beat it until it's dead and gone, mainly on account of they know that they can get blood from a turnip, especially <laughs> if it's a reporter squeezing that turnip. Now, if you're looking for good, fine examples of journalism, well, I'm not going to comment yet on the Michael Richards story because mainly on account of, <laughs> I don't think he knows what he's said yet. Uh, the Mark Foley, Foley story, now, recently his father passed away, and, and, and of course, the press was there, hot on his tail, shooting pictures of him at the funeral. But I think that if the media would have known that his father was being sick, they probably would have camped out at the hospital hoping for a deathbed confession. Now, another per- performer in the news, of course, O.J. Simpson. Now, trust oh, me, yes. Yeah. After um, uh, that fine performance of the trial of the century, I don't think anyone's considered him a, a football player anymore, just a song and dance man. One thing you folks should know out there about performers is that they've learned to live off of hope, the hope that they can get back on top. Now, I'm not going to go all into all the angles on why the book is wrong and everything. Luckily, it's not happening. But I will make a prediction that, you know, given a little time and, if he can spin this just right, he might come out with a game called Clueless. 
Now, O.J., uh, you know, is never really going to admit that he's wrong. It's kind of like getting uh, the politicians to admit the, that they're not going to be able to keep their promises. To quote Will Rogers, in on promises, out on alibis, except for nowadays it's in on promises, out on parole. Anyway, I think my plan would be uh, at this point to kind of curb all this, would be uh, stop watching reality TV. Um, this weekend, you and I and Val and all the Cowboys all talked about what the problem was with our society and why Cowboys are getting a bad rap. And, and again, I think it's reality TV. So get away from the reality TV and live your own reality in your life, and I think that might help a lot. There you go. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. So no, no more of this vicarious living stuff. Have your own vicarious life. I think that's pretty exciting. And when I read the newspaper... That was really very heartwarming. When I heard that they were going to, what is it, If I Did It, I think was the name of this whole series that was supposed to be run on Fox Television. It was, I was disgusted. So were fortunately executive presidents and all kinds of people. They never had such a backlash in their life, Will. So right. um, this was kind of like the election, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's not what we want. So I'm real proud of what we're doing as Americans, and I love what's happening between us right now. And um, let's just see what we can have happening here. This is a really exciting thing. And with that, there's a doctor for money who's here. Well, first I want to just feedback on what you just said. People actually lived out loud, which is Laurel's logo, and they said they didn't want something, and so they fought back, and thank goodness, the powers listened and <laughs> really, responded. Really. And you know what, Will? Yeah. You didn't give them your website, and I want to make oh, sure they I get forget there. Forget that all the time. Will, <laughs> Will Rogers, USA.com. That's Will Rogers, like the humorous, yeah. USA.com. And you can, you, can have, uh, you can have some fun with Will on Saturday because he's on the Vital Issues show. So join us on Saturdays at 11 o'clock on the Voice America Business Channel for Vital Issues. That's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> um, what happens is we've got a whole hour and we just kind of do a chemistry game where we mix up our chemistries and talk about a subject and see what comes out. And we all learn something and we all get connected to something. And it's a, it's a very interesting show there. So back to you, Deb, Miss <laughs> <This is> Financial. <laughs> well, this is Debbie Ringchop, your doctor for, for money. Today my segment is going to be talking a little bit more about retirement rescue, but part of it goes in line with what Laurel talks about, her wealth building, um, the wealth cycle. In order to start your wealth cycle, you have to do a couple of basic things. Um, her first step is talking a gap analysis. That just means find out where you are. You know, just you don't put a lot of emotion around it. Just find out exactly where your finances really are. And from there, what we want to do is look at what you want to have, and the gap is what needs to be worked on. Or maybe you just have people write down what they have and what they owe, and then they can look at that. You know, because I know what happened the first time I heard gap analysis. Debbie, I turned the paper over. (laughs) Well, it is. It's a financial baseline. It's understanding all the pieces, where I am today financially, and it's it's basically a, a simple balance sheet. How much do I have in debt? How much do I have in um, assets? And you're looking at the liabilities and you're looking at the assets. But then you also want to take it to the next step. Um, What she wants you to start thinking about is that you're not just getting income to pay off debt. That's not the point of the whole thing. I mean, that's not living. So you really want to start looking at how to increase the number of assets you own. And that means... Looking at, first of all, you have to know where you are in order to start, and then from there, 
you say, okay, this is the assets I have. How do I start creating more assets and that each asset can create other assets? So it's, it's kind of this building game that we don't, we're not just trying to stay even. We're trying to, stay, to get ahead. And th this slogan of it takes money to, to make money, it really does kind of fall in true. And there's good debt and there's bad debt. There's a lot of times you do need to borrow or use other people's money and to be able to invest it in order to create something bigger. And a lot of times that's just called getting a team. You know, it could be somebody else that has some money. You have an idea. Someone else has some money. You combine it with each other's efforts. And again, effort is important. <laughs> but with that, you can create something that's new that creates ongoing cash flow. What you don't want to do is create a lot of things that are bad debt, which just means depreciating assets. You want appreciating assets so you can appreciate them. So it's very important to just get an idea of where you are and then start taking some steps forward. Don't take those steps backward and just keep thinking, i got to get out of debt. Mindset is huge. If you keep saying, i got to get out of debt, you're focusing on debt. you got to focus on how do I create more cash flow. Get the word cash flow going through your brain. More cash is coming to and through me to create better things. It's positive attitude and then taking some steps forward that way. So again, today, my, my emphasis is please do get, get some of Laurel's book. She has some really fabulous strategies to start making you think about how to take take those steps forward and go to her Live Out Loud website, liveoutloud.com. Anyway, today, this was Debbie Ringchop, your doctor for money. And I want to make sure you start taking control of your future, become your own bank, and enjoy the great riches you all well deserve. If you have any questions, you can direct them to me at debbie at wakingupinamerica.com or call me or any of the other editors toll-free at 866-RADIO-99. Back to you, Val. Thanks a lot, Deb. I'm sitting right here at willrogersusa.com. There you go, Will. Are you still here? I'm here. <laughs> all I know is what I read on the Internet, and you know what I want on your website, buddy. What's that? I want all these little segments that you've been doing so that they can just go to your front page well, and click on it. News. Huh? Go to news. Yeah, but see, it's too far away. <laughs> what you want to oh, do goodness. is you want to have an access. See, it says more news. This isn't just more news. These are hot little one-minute brilliant pieces of political commentary. As a matter of fact, I think you, um, <laughs> you're going to like this on Pacifica Radio. is coming on soon, okay? The archivist. What's it called? Pacifica Radio has given me access to their archives. Oh. The archives date back to the 1950s. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Right. So I already sent him Willie Nelson's peace song because he said I could do anything I wanted to it. The guy is Brian DeShazer. He'll be on the show soon, both of them. This one, I think, later on in December, but he'll be on the Saturday show soon, and we'll be able to get their three, their one- to three-minute comments by people like Coretta King King, things of that nature, and they're from the Pacifica Archives. And I think um, that maybe um, Brian can do something with your little clips. That's what I think. I, I, you know, I just send your stuff out because I like it so much. And I'll tell you what else I like. I like San Pancho, Mexico. 
I like Chris Sanders and his Sustainable Angels. If you check that out, Chris Sanders or SustainableAngels.com, and find out what these guys are up to. I like a lot of stuff that's going on. I like Cherie Ross and the essential oils. And um, when we had John Randolph Price on the show the other week, he was actually saying, "What did he actually say about your essential oils, Cherie? Do you remember?" That it is the closest thing to pure God energy in uh, manifest in physical form. Now, just in case people think we're getting mushy and turning to God, we've always turned to God. We just forgot where God was occasionally. But yeah. these oils help people remember, huh? Well, what's, what, what I find intriguing and interesting is you can have all the data, all the facts, everything. You can move your feet as much as you need to move your feet. But what Laurel said and what many, many top, very, very successful people say, and I'm not just talking money success, I'm talking relationship success, I'm talking, you know, physical health success, whatever success is, you know, however it's defined by you, what everyone says is you need to follow, um, you make, uh, athletes may call it your gut. Um, sometimes men say, oh, it's that women's intuition thing. But the bottom line is that inner knowing or that inner sense or that inner wisdom. And that's where the rubber meets the road. That is the uh, tipping point, as Dr. Val always calls, talks to us is about the tipping point, is that intuitive sense or that inner knowing. So how do you strengthen that? How actually do you do, you, do you do it? Well, it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it will get. But you have to use it properly. You cannot use it improperly. And one of the things, one of the reasons that I have noticed in, um, in working with the oils and the reason why they, I am so faithful to them is not only do they produce results on a physical level, but every single person who uses them um, literally gets an expanded intuitive capacity. The only way you don't is if you consciously choose not to listen to it. That's the bottom line. But it, what it does is they help you to quiet your mind down in a considerable manner so that you can hear that voice or that inner knowing or that inner nudge or that sense inside of you. You can acknowledge it, and it will be loud enough for you to pay attention to it. Now, what are the oils that work well? First of all, these are not perfume oils. These are not, and when I say oils, they're not oily. They're not like a massage oil. They're actually the life, the living nutrient from the plant that actually have a communication that communicate with the cells in our body. And different levels of the oils in the plants will determine what they do. So, for example, what are the what are the essential oils that work for the intuitive, expanding intuitive capacity? Well, first of all, I'm going to say don't go to a health food store and buy essential oils. Those aren't the kind that are going to do it. They are a very special kind of essential oil that you can use internally and they're actually using for surgery. So if you want to find out how to get a hold of them, then let me know and I'll guide you and direct you. So the oils. Palo Santo is one of the main oils out of the um, out of the rainforest in South America, out of the Amazon. Absolutely amazing, amazing essential oil for expanding intuitive capacity. For some people, sandalwood. For others, it's frankincense. For others, Idaho balsam fir. That's another one. Um, and so cedarwood is another one. Cedarwood will bring in an enormous amount of oxygen into the brain very, very quickly. And so cedarwood is yet another one. There are numerous oils that will work. I have a few blends that I love to work with. One is actually called Three Wise Men. Three Wise Men is a powerful blend. Another one is Clarity. Clarity. Um, my favorite is Believe Oil. It has to do with that, that issue of self-worthiness that Laurel touched on ever so lightly in her talking. 
And so if you're really, truly ready to shift your life, now there's a couple more um, um, that are fun to work with. Gratitude oil, it's the name of a blend of many oils, and Egyptian gold. Sheree, just let me interrupt you for a moment. What is your website? It's uh, www.young-living.com. Young-Living.net. Because you can, they can go there right now and follow you, this while you're talking. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm just inviting you to do that. Excuse, no, <laughs> excuse that's just the ring. Fine. That's just fine. So depending upon you and your own desires and where you're at and what you bring into your life, your history, your belief systems, all of that, there will be these essential oils by inhaling them and by working with them. You will feel more stable, more grounded, more connected, and that inner knowing that we all that that we all have inside of us. Everyone. It's not to those special few. It's not to the gifted. It is there. It is there for all of us. And so, what's really, really, really important is that when you're ready to have your life at a whole new level, and as like Laurel says, live out loud. And even if you're a private person and just would like to bring in a stronger sense of wisdom and peace within your world, give us a call and call us. Valerie, what's the number that's best to call us at? The best number to call us at is toll-free, 866-RADIO, like Radio 99. We'd love to have you do that. Right now, I'm actually sitting on your website. Not too hard, though. (laughs) And I'm looking at what you've got coming up, and we're looking at the week of... You're actually taking off three days? No, I'm driving to Montana. And I knew you were doing something. <laughs> if you see a blank in Cherie's calendar, you wonder if she's like fell down and got sick or something. <laughs> so you're going to be in Maplewood, Minnesota this coming Saturday, right? No, I'm actually going to be in Montana. My associate Paula oh, and Diane are going to be in Maplewood, Minnesota. Oh, okay, very good. Yeah. So, so you're going to be in Montana, and then, then what are you up to? I go from Montana down to Utah. I teach down in Utah, and then I'm actually speaking at the uh, Anti-Aging Medical Conference in Las Vegas. Okay, there you go. Now I feel like you've been properly introduced to Cherie Ross and what she's up to. And, Gail, I'm wondering if you're here. You know, I just wanted to... Well, you can't. I, I just had to find out if you're here. I have to introduce you. This is Beauty and the Arts editor, editor who has actually scored an interview that um, with... Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, on her new jewelry line and what that all stands for. And when is that interview going to be on? It's going to be next week, though. Yep. So there you go. So, Gail, just thank you for, you know, being the space of having those kinds of conversations. You bet. I just want to just uh, invite everyone to be in the state of gratitude for tomorrow and remember um, that's really what it's all about. We all live under the same sun and sleep under the same moon, and we need the same oxygen. So basically we have the same wants and desires and wishes in life. So just if we can stay in that area of gratitude, um, it will probably remind us of the beauty that's all around us. Well, you know, Gail, that's an interesting thing you brought up because just recently I was given a number of gifts that were so profound when I realized them. I was given these gifts actually at birth, but I didn't know it. (laughs) You know, I didn't own it until it was formally handed to me a couple of weeks ago. And the gifts are that we're stewards of the earth. You know, that's a gift that I actually can take a, a part of my neighborhood or my home or my family or whatever and make sure that I'm giving that area of my life the best of what I've got. 
And when when I start living my life that way, I, my friends tease me because about 20 years ago, I got it in my head that I was cleaning for Christ. And it was on the Thursday before Easter Sunday, and I started cleaning my house. I, I even raked underneath the house. I went out in the garden, and I totally did the garden, and I, I didn't sleep Friday. I didn't sleep Saturday. And on Easter Sunday, my whole house sparkled like Lindisfarne Castle in Scotland. It was just amazing. Even I would taken a toothbrush and cleaned the stove, and I just kept telling myself, that I was cleaning for Christ. And recently I've been having some health issues, Gail. And I've had like my knees have hurt and my ankle has been aching and all kinds of things. Well, I was trying to remember when I had been the most powerful and (laughs) effective in my life. And truthfully, Gail, it was when I was cleaning for Christ. It was also, you know, like when I carried the Olympic torch, things of that nature. So I decided that I would be cleaning for, I would start cleaning for Christ for Thanksgiving. Yes. Well, I'm wearing my um, Sundance Deli grocery apron because it has pockets in it. And I'm going through the house and I am straightening, having the paint touched up, straightening up everything that isn't the way I want it, picking up things that I meant to take somewhere else but I never got them there. And they're all in my little pockets and now I'm putting them where they all belong and the garage is being painted. Oh, my God. And you'll get to see on Saturday. <laughs> If you come. So these are just things that are going on, and it's like if I pick, it doesn't matter whether you don't believe in God or not. Pick something, some extraordinary moment, like maybe if you cleaned for the most beautiful sunset you had ever seen. I love that. Or, you know, what would it be for you, Gail? I love that. Um, I think it would be that. I, I just think it would be that. Haven't you, yeah, you've just been stunned in a moment, like once I was sitting on Pacific Coast Highway and the sun was beginning to to fall in the sky and the way it hit the building on the corner, it was like the most vivid shot of light I can ever remember experiencing. And I just sat there in the left-hand turn lane with the signals (laughs) clicking, going, oh, my God, who knew I would have this moment today? Yeah, it's profound. It it, it's so touches you and I, I stay open to that and I, I tell you though I have that in my life all the time everywhere I turn so if we continue to focus on those things it will definitely get us moving now see can you feel white light right now <laughs> <laughs> so I may be talking about things that you might think are strange or whatever but when I start to talk to Gail about this and I let myself get in this particular state I actually experience a state called white light, and it makes me so generous that you just would like to be around. I mean, I've been giving turkeys to people that work for me and things of that nature, and it's not even Christmas yet, you know? So I, you, there's a, there was a woman that wrote a song, and her name was Chris Williamson, and the song was Filling Up and Spilling Over. I'm an Endless Waterfall, Filling Up and Spilling Over Overall. So, Chris Williamson, I thank you for that song, and I thank you for that feeling. I would sing that song, Gail, with maybe 100 or 200 women at the women's building. I love it. And we could just feel, <laughs> we could just feel the, the, the energy flowing over the floors and out the windows and all over the place. It was just the most incredible feeling from filling up and spilling over. And it requires gratitude to do that. And, Cherie, did you have the particular oil? There is an oil called gratitude, right? Yes, there is an oil called Gratitude, and it has a number of those oils in it that I mentioned, like sandalwood and cedarwood and frankincense and palo santo and a few other of those oils. And, you know, the ancient 
in, if you go back and you study from the ancient Greek mystery schools or back in the, um, the, the wisdom of the ages, like that were in the libraries of Alexandria and so forth, what was noted that if you can maintain and stay in the level of frequency that certain emotions create within you, the level of energy, and those emotions are gratitude, acceptance, and joy. If you can maintain in those feelings for elongated periods of time, what you have is basically abundance in your life. You will be able to manifest very quickly if you have a a good, pure intention in your heart, meaning you, you you can't lust after someone else's spouse or... You know, things like that. But the bottom line is this. I'm glad you said that, Cherie. That's very good. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have to follow some of those. Or you could lust, but you can't act on it. Well, it, it, won't, um, it, it won't serve you because what it will do is it will pull you down out of those frequencies. See? You won't be able <laughs> no. to do it. It just doesn't work. Oh, Lisa got in. Yeah, I, I, I've been here. I'm sorry. Sometimes I get my kids would be yanking on me or something. I know, I know. We, we, we. <laughs> so yeah. you... So you want to put in your two cents here, and I wanted to ask Debbie, you know, before we left about yeah. about a little bit about the endowments because that's where we get to give back. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't hear hear you calling me earlier. Um, well, the, a quick note from Gary Smalley, one of the messages he, he he recommends us for this week, and I think it's beautiful. He says during this week of Thanksgiving, reach out to someone who could use some mending of their broken hearts. Because, you know, in holding a frequency, part of that is being able to, you know, if you cut holidays are always, all of that stuff seems to show up, you know, family, things, you know, any any insecurities um, that show up and people have a hard time during the holidays. And so if you see somebody that can uh, can use some uh, mending, um, he, he left us with a beautiful quote from Isaiah 61.1, and it says, he, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and that's... Um, that was Christ he's referring to. And so in order to hold the frequency and all the healing, you know, part of it is to, to take our shatteredness inside of us and, and let that, let the source heal us. You know what I mean? The creator come into our life, let that source, you know, mend us so that we can hold those frequencies. And I'm sure all these oils and all, whatever, whatever works, you know, but letting that joyous spirit you know, when we have a, a, that abundant spirit to, to be able to, to um, you know, flow through us to reach out to other people who can use that, it's magic. It really is. But I love it. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You know, so our creator basically gave us, you know, that opportunity to have that happen to us and recognizes it. So, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for being on this show and the team and everybody else here and, and I hope um, that um, people can spend some time with their families and, and show the gratitude. As we all know on this show, that gratitude is, <clears throat> you can't have two two things happening at the same time, gratitude, and you can't have negative thoughts at the same time. It just is, Literally, it's impossible. Apparently, there's some study done on this. Yeah, it's, it's physics. It's called the law of physics says you cannot hold two thoughts at the same time, period. All right, so there you go. So there you go, and I'm I'm wondering if anybody's got the number because I just received an email from one of our listeners, and she says, "Remember, this is the day you need to call in to stop the cell phone." Do, do you know what I'm talking about, Debbie? So that people can't. Um, you need to register. We need to register our cell phones with the Do Not Call registry, and probably can email that. 
Um, I don't have it, but I'm sure we'll find it and put it up on the website. Can you do that? Can you just can you email, can you Google "Do Not Call Right Now" registry? And let's see if we can find this before the show is over. That would be nice because it's. I think it's like today or tomorrow. Otherwise, you're doomed to um, solicitation calls on your cell phone. So there, and Lisa, that was absolutely great. Um, can you do five things at one time, Deb? Try. <laughs> well, I think Try part of gratitude. I think part of the gratitude is the fact, that, you know, like in your field, what have to do when people start to create endowments and start to create philanthropy? It's that feeling of spilling over and having to give people things. Like, you know, all of a sudden I'm giving out turkeys all over the place. Well, I'm not quite sure what you're asking there, but um, well, in reference to the fact that tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Well. Really what people need to think about is that, you know, you can be giving back in so many different ways, but if you were to start taking the step of creating like a family foundation, you can give your cake and eat it too. You know, you don't have to give away everything. Some things are like borrowing out of the off your house and investing it somewhere else, and, and some of the profit goes to charity. Absolutely, and we've got stuff set up in San Pancho. Yeah, you know, for gratitude. It's it's very interesting how all this works, and it's also very interesting about what happens to your life. And Sheree, I'm sure that with all of her oils and such that she's been working with over the years, has seen the difference in somebody's life when they move into gratitude. It's a natural event. You get blocked if you have anger, resentment, sadness, disappointment, things of that nature stop you from recognizing that you actually have access to all these other things. They're always there. I met an old Kundalini Sikh who was in his 70s, and I said to him, so, sir, he helped open my crown chakra, and I said, what would be your message? And he said that everything you want is there, and all you have to do is locate the frequency. Okay? That's it. So the only thing that keeps you out of a high frequency is any thoughts that are heavy. Visualize a hot air balloon. So if you've been noticing on these programs, we're picking up frequency from our guests. Have you noticed that phenomenon, Lisa? Yes, I do. (laughs) And it's changed. It's definitely been a shift. Yeah, and how did that shift? Because I've been on the show the longest with you, and it's certainly gotten lighter and lighter. And yet we talk about more relevant topics. Right. We've talked. To, we we are much more relevant to what the news is. We had this idea that if we talked about the news, we would somehow date ourselves, <laughs> and therefore the the archives. You know, the archives of the show would then be somehow be generic and could be played forever or something. The reality of the situation is is that each one of us has our. Do you mind if I mention Steve? Deb, what? do you mind if I mention what you go through with Steve? Okay, well, because Steve is ill, okay? So not only does Debbie live her life and do an extraordinary job of it, she also manages, helps to manage the life of somebody who's been very ill and who is recovering, okay? But this is an incredible process that she does in addition to what else she's doing, and she flies all over the place. Lisa's bringing up, in one form or another, six kids, am I correct? Yes. Six kids. She travels different places. She manages the kids. She's actually had homes in different locations, and sometimes we forget what time it is because we couldn't remember what state we were in. Right. 
and she goes and she shows up to the educational processes that are going to make her relationships with her husband and her kids and her world more powerful. That's what Lisa does. She's thrown to that. And occasionally she gets Shanghai by her mom and ex-tribal chief for her little lessons or conversations of the day. I do. Do you know what? Yeah, that happens to me. Yeah, it does happen. And then we got Will Roberts here. Are you still here, Will? I'm here, and I have a number and a website for you when you have a chance. Do it right now. All right, here we go. 1-888-382-1222. Again, 1-888-382-1222. And you can go to cleverly named don't call, wait, do not call dot G-O-V. That's do not call dot G-O-V for the cell phones. Or your regular phone. Oh, that's fabulous. Now, will you put that in an email to me and I'll circulate it to the team? I live for it. Okay, great. And that's what we're up to. We're, who needs to go through, if you forget to do this, you're like agreeing to years of letting the telemarketers call your number. So unless, unless you're lonely, call in tonight and, uh, or, and today and get this handled. So there, so, and, and Jerry Weaver and, uh, Mr. Weller, God, Mr. Weller, happy Thanksgiving. And I hope you get that the whole world wants to forgive you and that somehow um, I pray that you're able to forgive yourself enough so that you can catch this message. The Weavers want to forgive you. The other people, there was a huge number of people hurt, sir. A huge number of people hurt. And whether it was an accident or whether it wasn't, it's certainly not something that I'd like to go out with on my hands. And what I want you to know, sir, is you don't have to because nobody wants to see you die with this. Not even the judge. So that's you know, your community, everybody around you just wants to have you um, live out your years or your months or your days or whatever it is. I understand there's not that much time left. So does anybody want to say anything to Mr. Weller? No, I think you said it very beautifully. Yeah. It's, it's a very kind thing to do, yeah. and it's, um, it's not what most most of the world thinks sometimes, I think, and I think that these people, you know, I, I am amazed at the people who did stand up and say that they want to forgive It takes a lot. Yeah. Just for that to happen. So my, I acknowledge them, but exactly, he's the one that's hurting the most, it seems Yeah, like he's the one that's hurting the most at this point. Everybody else misses the people that they lost right. or that were injured. Right, yep. But this is 80-some-odd people <laughs> or 70-some-odd people that you're carrying around with you and you don't need to leave with us, sir. Yes. Why don't we just, you can't really take a moment of peace on the radio because then everybody thinks that the radio went out of whack and then they start banging it and kicking it and stuff like that. We don't want that. So what we do want to do is take a moment here and just align together with this gentleman that so that he can get the message that he's loved and he's forgiven no matter what happened and that. We invite him to, the way you leave this life, sir, is the way you get to enter the next life, and I don't personally want you to enter any life feeling the way you feel today. So if you could just get that and step aside and let all the love that's out there coming in for you, we'd love to have that happen. Debbie, did you have any last thing you wanted to say before we go off the air? Well, regarding this, I think it's that all of us need to give forgiveness for all the different things that do go on. And um, those that are still harboring for this particular situation and for others, because there's been other accidents like this that have happened, um, 
you have to give the forgiveness, otherwise it eats away at you. So this is the time to do it. Yeah, it sure is. Boy, you got the universe in alignment in the U.S. Um, and turkeys, all of the turkeys that are out there, please forgive me because I still like turkey. And I haven't been sold on the soy turkey yet, though I'm trying. Um, Will, do you have a thing you'd like to say? Uh, you know, actually the only thing I wanted to say is in regards to the essential oils. I just want to, as a guy uh, out there, um, I use them for many, many years because uh, remember when you were a kid and you smell things and you go, oh, that reminds me of this. They're an incredible thing to use. So, Sheree, I just wanted to let you know that you do have a guy out here in the audience at least that uh, highly believes in them. They change your moods in such a great way. I'm the guy who sneaks in Whole Foods and puts them on my hand and then rubs <laughs> it together and smells it and goes, boy, I wish I was there, and now I am. So cool. Oh, that is absolutely fabulous. So, Miss Ross, <laughs> any final words for us today? Yes, and today is Thanksgiving. So I invite everyone to start a new, create a new habit or a new ritual for yourself, and that is every night before you close your eyes to say good night. I would like you to think of three to five things that you are grateful for and that you are thankful for. And it could be something as simple as Tupperware and Ziploc bags, mm-hmm. you know, or the garbage person who comes and collects your garbage so you don't have to take it somewhere. Or it could be something as huge and as wonderful as a loving relationship that you have or your family or whatever it is. And um, I encourage you to do that, and that will help everyone to have a good night's sleep. Yeah, and if your microwave breaks, thank God. (laughs) Okay? Because (laughs) that's that's one of the best things that you can give yourself for the holidays is to let your microwave break. It isn't just about the fast food part of it. It's really interesting what happens when you start cooking again. I'm convinced that one of the things that makes home and family so wonderful is when we start cooking for each other. And instead of eating out of the can and seeing, you know, with a spoon, shoveling in some canned vegetable stuff, see what it looks like on people's faces when you actually prepare something. And tomorrow's the day to do it. This program has been produced by Kirkgaard Media, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy in memoriam, our executive producer, Nathan Jett. And uh, thank you, Laurel Langmire. We just so appreciate you and to the wonderful team here and our Chief Technical Officer, Pete Laubach, to the team at Voice America, and to Bent Migan for Almost Ordinary People. Here's to turning America green and to having a very grateful Thanksgiving tomorrow. Hear the music, feel the dance. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com.